Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Good morning, Arizona. A beautiful day out there. Yeah, it looks like it's not going to be rainy yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe later this week. And uh should be a fun day to get out and do a little hiking, exploring, or gardening. A lot of work to be done. And uh, spring is on the way. Coming fast. Rain on the way. Yeah, that's coming fast, too. And uh, it's citrus season. Time to get out there and taste the good things like the tangelos. They're finally all right. And uh, plenty of work to be done. We've got, if you're going to do some pruning on these deciduous plants, you better get with the program from peaches, apples, plums and pears to ashes and elms to uh, hardy evergreens like uh, you're going to prune your pine trees or maybe if you're going to prune a a live oak. You want to do that before the buds start to pop and the buds are starting to swell so you better get with the program. And uh, the sooner the better. Um, It's not too late. Pruning back roses if you want to cut them back to get some bigger blooms and uh, have a nicer plant and longer stems to make your Valentine's happy, well you're too late. (laughs) But anyway, for Valentine's Day it's not going to make much difference if the, if your roses are pretty, keep them for down Valentine's Day. You can always cut them on the, the 15th. And that's typically our last frost date. So we could talk about what to fertilize uh, this time of year. Uh, pruning on our citrus and evergreens this time of year. And um, chances are we're not going to have any more frost. We could, but uh, chances are we're not. So anyway, have fun out there and give us a call. We have the lovely Shira here this morning with us on phones and music as usual. She's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and smiling and and uh, give her a call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. We can talk about uh, your successes, your failures, what to grow, what to plant, um, how to plant things. If you're doing something different at home, we're all here to learn. Lots of styles, lots of things to grow, and uh, lots of ways to do them. You know, when we go from gardening and in the ground, or we can use, uh, you know, like, Tubs like we're going to use like a horse trough, drill some holes in the bottom of it. Nice little beds that are built up, Uh, you know, vegetable seasons right around the corner here. And um, typically we are going to plant most of our tomatoes and peppers and those kind of things outdoors the 15th of February. So now's the time to get the garden bed ready. Well, four open lines, easy time to get in. Number to call 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. There's not as many uh, shows in the (laughs) available anymore where you can be a part of the show but you know here we welcome you and we encourage you and we need you because the the host doesn't prepare anything except for just show up and uh you know we have wonderful callers here that can guide the direction of the programs and that can be you so if there's something you want to talk about give us a call lucy in phoenix good morning good morning brian hi lucy uh, i have the open via torch glow and uh the torch has got pretty nipped and i was wondering how far down do i I can cut the the stems. Well, Lucy, when the torch glows, get torched. It's probably best for let, to let them come in a bud out first and see where they're going to come out because oftentimes they'll come out really close to the end of that branch. And even though the foliage is all burnt, the wood's probably not. So in that case, what I would I leave them until they start to bud. And personally. Yeah, how how long uh, will it just be patient and wait? And well, and it's not going to be very long, Lucy. They're they're going to bud out within the next two weeks. 
Oh, okay. Okay, and so as soon as they start to bud out, but the reason why I don't like to print them like that is I, I just really enjoy their natural form where they grow up kind of like an ocotillo. And if the buds on the end happen to be viable still, they'll pop out and come green, and then you don't have to print it at all. Yeah, I have it trimmed just like an ocotillo. Mm-hmm. They're, they're one of my favorite plants. Okay, thanks so much. Thank you, Lucy. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Teresa and Goodyear's next. After Teresa, we've got four open lines. A number to call, 602-277-5827. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. How are you? Hi, I'm calling. I'm fine. Nice chilly morning. I'm calling because we have Texas sage in our yard. We're new to the valley, and we're not sure when to prune it, what type of fertilizer to be so we're just, I'm calling to get that advice. Well, most all the sages are very hardy here. They're a lot of fun. They, they bloom wonderfully, different cycles for different varieties. And pruning is a matter of uh, debate. So there's some people like just to keep them cut into a little round ball. And others of us like to grow them up more natural. And for some of us at times, that natural gets to be too big. Um, so it just depends kind of on the variety and what you want the plant to do. Um, there's no reason okay. that you have to prune them. Uh, how old are they and how t- how large are they? Um, they, oh my gosh, I guess maybe they're about three years old. Mm-hmm. And they're about three feet tall. Okay. And big how? Brown balls. They look big brown balls. Okay. How large would you like for them to, to be? Not very much larger. I'd like to keep them around the size that they are. Okay. So there's, what I would do is probably wait for them to wake up. Okay, and they're going to wake up in the next three or four weeks and really start to bud and grow. Right now, it's been a little cool and it's a little wet. They don't have enough sun, but uh, this will change very soon. You can prune them any time of the year, so you're not going to hurt them by pruning. And um, you have to decide whether you like them cut as a, as a round, tight ball or if you like them to be more natural with, you know, fluffs on the top and uh, more natural kind of a look to them. And they can be grown either way. And so you need to decide how you want them to be. Um, but in any case, what I would probably do is let them start to bud out and come back to life first. And that's going to happen pretty quick. And as soon as that starts to happen, then what you want to do is uh, prune them. You could prune them, just cut them back into a round ball and let them come back out if you like. Or um, or you can take and you can thin the plant out and, and leave it more natural so the tips up on the end look more natural and not don't look trimmed. You could do it either way. Okay, and we water them about once every couple of weeks. Is that too much? That's that's more than they need this time of year, especially in light of our weather. Okay, so they really don't right. need much water when they're well, three years old. With the rain, but during the summer, spring time, we were doing. Like, a friend was down the street was recommending once every two weeks. That's perfect. Yeah, and in the summertime and the heat, you know, for hardy desert shrubs like sage, once every two weeks is a great maintenance schedule. Well, probably not. Well, the thing about it is, if you want to maintain them the size that they are, there's no reason to feed them at all. Oh, you know, because the, the the food's only going to encourage more growth, and you want to maintain the size, so there's not really a reason to feed them. Okay, we weren't, we weren't sure. Like I said, we have uh, the only things in our yard besides rocks. I just weren't sure about that. 
Well, I'll tell you what, you're, you're, you're doing better than a lot are doing. You know, if you're watering every two weeks of the summer and deep, that's perfect. You know, and as far as uh, pruning them, I let them start to grow first and then prune them back and they'll come right back out. And they grow fast. And, and you want to prune them fairly early because they, most of the sages, those are probably green clouds if they're that big, have a beautiful bloom later in the spring. So you want to cut oh, them yes, early they so they have they time have to bloom. Beautiful purples, yes. And you can cut them back. If you you can cut them back, uh, Teresa, pretty heavy if you want to, and by cutting them back early, you know this time of year, you can probably just cut them once a year, or you could cut them now and then cut them again after the fall bloom cycle, like in early September. They'll be like late August, right. early September, and then right after that, prune them back, and they'll grow back in for the fall. So if you want to maintain pretty tight and short like that, pruning twice a year would be perfect. And that same pruning well, we goes... We had one die off uh, about a year ago. We couldn't figure out what, what happened with it. It just started to turn brown, and we watered it, and... It just still died off. We don't know what happened. Well, it might have had a broken irrigation system. Sometimes gophers will eat the roots, and sometimes it's just they go the way of the wild goose. Right. Okay. Well, the other ones, like I said, just nice balls. Pretty big. I'm five foot three, and they're about waist high on me. So. Oh, that sounds perfect. If that's what you enjoy, that's the way to maintain them. Oh, yeah. I love them. They're beautiful when they blow. Well, have a nice weekend. Thanks for being part of our program today. And call again sometime. I will. Thank you. Thanks, Teresa. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye. We're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have wide open phones. And we have the lovely Sherry Hearn Phones and Music. All you have to do is give her a call. A number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We're here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KTAR. Good morning, sunshine. The earth says hello. You twinkle above us. Twinkle below. Good morning,
Well, welcome, folks. Uh, beautiful morning out there. It's starting to get a little light here in Sunny Slope over the hills, and it uh, looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. Hope the, hope these clouds just kind of stay high and float over for a couple days. We've got a lot of fruit to pick. Anyway, uh, let's see. We've got four lines available now. You can give Shira uh, a call at 602-277-5827 for the Woodfield Nursery Garden Show. Elizabeth DeMesa, good morning. Hello, how are you? Fine, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm good. I have a question about, I believe it's a gardenia jasmine, the one that gets the very fragrant little yeah, white flowers. So it's probably three to four feet tall, but very woody. Can I cut that way back, or do I need to leave it the way it is? Do you think it's a star jasmine or a gardenia? Does it, it has like a star jasmine? Dark, it's very real, fragrant. Yeah, very fragrant, kind of dark yes. green leaves. Okay. Yes. Uh, you, can, you, you can prune it and shape it however you want to. Are you going to grow it up as a vine or are you going to keep it as a bush? I'll probably keep it as a bush. It's just so big and there's a lot of old wood in the, in the mm-hmm. middle of it. You can prune the whole thing way back and open it up this time of year. And, um, right. you know, it's just going to start to warm up and really grow. So if you want, and it's not frost tender, not hurt by the weather at all. So if you want to prune it back and if that's your day's program, have at it okay. and it won't hurt it at all. Okay. And then I know you had said to prune back the roses. My one rose bush that I have um, is already... Um, Having some new leaves come uh-huh. out, should I still cut that back? Well, if you want to reduce its size, is it a hybrid tea where it has big flowers that you try to grow with long stems, or is it a floribunda that grows like in a cluster? You know, I can't, for some reason, this property that I have here in Asa, I can't grow roses at all. They just seem to all die. When I had a different property off of Alvista, in Mesa, I had no problems, but now I'm off of uh, Lindsay and Brown, and I can't keep the roses alive if you paid me. So this one's very old and each year more of it dies off. Well, you, you, if you're going to prune it at all this year, right now is the time to do it. It's okay. not going to hurt to prune it now mm-hmm. um, because they're just starting to wake up and the sap's just starting to flow. So if you're going to prune it back and clean it up, now would be the perfect time. Okay. All right. Any hints as to why I'm having such difficulty keeping... Well, you know, a lot of Mesa has pretty heavy clay soil, so you might try... How are you watering, Elizabeth? Just with my um, water, like, every other day in the summer for my grass. Okay, so that's not a very good way to water. Okay. Is it on a drip system there? No, no. Okay, so okay, it's not even a good way to water your lawn, especially in Mesa okay. with heavy soil. So here's what we want to do for this this year. Let's um, let's check our watering system. And what we're going to do is when you're watering your grass, go take a tuna fish can or a plate or a bowl or something that'll capture water and put it out there so, and run it till your sprinklers put on an inch of water. That's going to be okay. quite a bit, okay? And then okay. shut your system down. And mm-hmm. you can get a moisture meter or you can take a screwdriver and push it in the ground. And when the ground's mm-hmm. wet, it's going to go in quite easily. Okay. Okay. Don't water again until the ground's dry. Okay. Okay. So if you look around different neighborhoods in Mesa, especially with flood irrigation, they water once every two weeks. Right. Right. Okay. okay. And if you put on an inch of water, that's going to take the water in that clay soil down to a depth of about, you know, 10 inches to a foot. Okay? okay, so that's going to push the salts and everything down, and it'll be healthier for your lawn and for your roses. Okay, Alrighty. and then the other thing you might try on your rose this year, if you haven't, is right now give it if you have some Epsom salt at home, maybe okay. give it a tablespoon. Or if it's a big one, put on two or three tablespoons full of Epsom salt. Okay. Okay, and if you fed it this spring, 
No, not not yet. Okay, you you could feed it with a, a rose food or just a ten 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 would be fine. A little extra Epsom salt would probably help. Okay, and it wouldn't be a bad idea if you had some gypsum, and you could put some gypsum would help kind of around in your neighborhood too with the heavier clay. Okay, thank okay. you. Thanks, Elizabeth. All bye right. bye. All right, bye bye. Uh, Jay and Goodyear. Good morning, Jay. Hello, can you hear me? Very clearly, sir. You just sounded like you're spunky, ready to go. Okay. <laughs> tree. It's a the dwarf navel orange tree. Uh-huh. And it needs trimming bad. So I got a quote awful high. Uh, what is it? Well, Jay, how, how, big, how big is it, is your dwarf navel orange tree? Um, It's, it's substantial in size for the type of tree it is. It's... Uh, Eight Probably feet? about, no, it's bigger than that. Might not be a dwarf. 12 feet. Okay, it's probably not a dwarf then. It's probably just a regular okay, navel, well, but navels don't grow very fast anyway. years. Okay. So what do you want to do? Do you want to well, reduce its size? It's oranges, by oh, the way. Okay. So it's probably on like a sour orange rootstock because navels just don't grow very fast anyway. And if it's producing great oranges, it would be a good chance it's on a sour orange. Um so as far as you want to reduce its size, or what do you want to do? Um, it's just really congested inside the tree. Okay. Um, so so it's, it's kind of hard to, to deal with right mm-hmm. now. You don't and want to just go in there I'm and thin a, it out yourself? Well, and I thought about it, but I don't want to ruin the tree. You're not going to hurt. You're not going to hurt the yeah. tree, Jay. You know, one okay, thing. So a month from now or so, I no. You can you can do it right right myself. right now is perfect. Today, today I oranges on it right now. Well, that's all right. Just you know, don't cut the oranges off. Just take some of the limbs off. You know, yeah. and here's what I would do: is that you know the better oranges right now are going to be in the interior, and if you want to reduce its size at all, you could take some branches off the exterior and keep using the outside oranges, and then after you finish harvesting your crop on the inside, just go in there with a small pair of what we would call rose loppers or a little handsaw and uh, some clippers, yep. and just open up the inside of the tree. So take all the kind of, there's going to probably be a little dead wood, but a lot of inner, you know, kind of tangled up branches on the inside. But open up the inside of the tree, okay? And you could thin enough enough on the outside so the sunlight will come through and hit the inside. And you're going to get your best crop on on a navel orange, you know, right inside the canopy. So those inside, if you open it up a little bit, clean out that inside you like you're talking about. Uh, you're going to get yep. some really nice oranges in there. And that's kind of the biggest, nicest oranges sometimes on the whole tree. So just open up the inside of it, okay? And it's not going to hurt it. The only thing hey. you can do to hurt that tree, Jay, is if you cut it and you expose the wood to the sun, you know, like the trunk wood and the major limbs to the sun. But aside from that, okay. uh, you know, even even if you did that this time of year, you know, like say even a month from now, it's not going to hurt the tree any. So go through and just kind of prune it, open up the inside of the tree some. You know, right now, if you want to just kind of casually go by and if you got some wild branches on the outside, just to prune a few of those back a little, won't hurt anything. And you're not going to hurt it by pruning it. Okay. And ha- have fun and do it yourself, and then you know, then you could enjoy the labor of your own work because you could eat the oranges again next year. Okay, thank you, thank you, Jay. Bye bye, uh, Chad Mesa. Good morning, Chad. Good morning. Yes, sir. I have uh, some orange trees, and they're not doing. They haven't gotten really much fruit on them over the last year or two. The grapefruit trees are doing fine. 
So I'm wondering what I need to do with the orange trees. Chad, how old are they? Um, th- uh, one's probably 10 or 11 years old. And then um, the other one's probably six or seven years old. Okay. So the, the pruning is just like we talked about with the last caller. But as far as aside from the pruning, is the branch is pretty low to the ground on the outside? Um, one tree, kind of yes. The other one, no. Okay, so we want to keep the sun from hitting the trunk. Okay, so if we have okay. shoots that are coming out of the trunk to kind of protect itself, let some of those grow into, into branches. Okay, so that we can have it protect itself. And if you really want to help a citrus, just make sure it's got plenty to eat for this year. So that would mean starting fertilizer now or in the next week or two, and feed it once a month all the way till October. And a good citrus fertilizer, like an Organo Pro Citrus Food, or even Arizona's Best is a pretty good one. Uh, those are going to be, you know, ones you're going to put on. And you're going to want to fertilize it once a month. And for the course of the year, okay, you want to put on three pounds of nitrogen. Well, that size tree is probably about two pounds of nitrogen. So whenever you buy fertilizer, it's going to have three numbers on the bag. And the first number is the nitrogen. That's the one that's probably the most critical here in the desert. But if it's got a number like 16... So you're going to have to put on, um, you know, at least five or probably be six pounds of it to get one pound of nitrogen. So that says that you'll use about 12 pounds a year, okay, on a medium-age tree. Okay, and how? If once I fertilize it, how much would I soak it? Well, you want to water, uh, where are you located? You're in East Mesa or Mesa or where are you located? Yeah. Okay, so northeast. you have Northeast. So you have, does your soil drain pretty fast or is it pretty heavy? Um, I'd say drains for fairly good. Okay, so you're up kind of by the mountains there where it gets granity? Um, we're near um the air the uh airport. Okay. Well that, by, uh, Okay. Falcon Field. Yeah. Okay. So that, that, that ground's actually reasonably heavy. So you want to water that you know, those trees this time of year. You don't need to water them all right now for the next couple of weeks. And uh, like our citrus grove in East Mesa, we're, we're way east, the other side of the big base, and um, right on the edge of Queen Creek in Germain. And over there, we haven't watered since December. And right now, we're really fighting the rain because we can't get in and pick. And, um, you know, we, we've had just so much rain and so much mud that we may not irrigate some of those trees now for another three or four weeks still, or maybe even longer. So if the ground's wet, it's wet. There's no reason to water more. Um, but, you know, in a normal cycle, what we'll be watering is about once every two to three weeks, you know, in the spring and the fall, and about once every mm-hmm. 10, 10 to 15 days in the summertime. Okay. Okay. And when you water, you want to water deep. If you just water with a hose, just let it run long enough and you have a good size well around it to fill up and go down. And if you really want to test it, what we use is a piece of rebar welded like a T and we push it down in the ground. And when it'll go down about two feet, then we know we've got a really good deep irrigation. Okay. All righty. All right, sir. Thanks, Chad. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. Bye. Have a nice weekend. Uh, looks like it's, uh, oh, there he is. We knew he was coming. We know he's here. Mr. Troy Barrett is in the newsroom, folks. That means it's news time. 
Yes, this is a news station as well here at KTAR. We have news, sports, we got it all at KTAR. But the most important thing is we have Shira sitting back here smiling. And all you have to do while Troy and I are talking and we're looking out for the news is give her a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. And you could be up after Chris and Todd in the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Him behind the ocean, you know, it's beautiful. And, and we spill, spill kind of small sitting by these mountains here in Sunny Slope with these beautiful clouds rolling over the top. And, uh, you know, there's not there's nothing like the wallflower dances at CCD classes, you know, it's kind of fun. Anyway, welcome back, guys. And uh, it looks like the phones are just one line left, just one. So it can be yours. All you have to do is give us a call at 602 277 5827. It sure will make you up last on the list, but that won't be long. Chris and Queen Creek, good morning. Morning. I have a few questions. I have a, uh, a bunch of pretty healthy dwarf myrtles, but I'd really like to cut them back quite a bit. About mm-hmm. what percentage of those can I cut? Well, you know, you can you can cut them back as far as you want, Chris. But kind of a trick is, how, how tall are they now? Two feet. Okay. So, you, you how tall are you going to try and keep these dwarf myrtles? I'd like to get them about half the size they're at. Okay. So here's what will happen the fastest if you want them to come back and, and really recover quickly and be nice. First off, don't prune them for another two weeks. 
Okay, give them, give them a couple okay. more weeks so it's a little warmer. 75, 80 degrees, they're going to start to grow. Prune half the plant, one side of them back first. Okay, wait two weeks okay. till that bud's out. You've got new growth coming out and then come back and prune the other side. But wait until you have buds recovering on, on one portion of the plant. Don't just cut it all at one time or you really are going to make it a lot more difficult for the plant to come back out. Okay. Okay. Um, when should I fertilize iceberg roses? Today. Okay. How about fertilize? I'd love to fertilize so I can get some growth on these uh, red push trees. Should I do that now? No, they're, they're pretty dormant right now. You can. They're not going to use it all. But uh, you really okay. don't even want to water them right now. I mean, you want to just let them rest for a little while. I mean, they've been okay. beautiful all year. You know, they're only really a few weeks now out of leaf. And uh, it's going to take them a, probably another month before they bud out. So I would... Okay. Um, Go ahead and, and you know just not uh, not do not feed them yet. I'd free to feed them out you know just before they start to bud out, probably the end of February. Last, uh, how about fertilizing boxwood beauties? Uh, you could for like could the carissa or the the natal plum. Yeah, I you, don't know what you're, yeah, the know. real dark green plant with little white flowers. You could you could fertilize yeah. those now. We really usually typically wait till after Valentine's Day, but it looks like our weather pattern is going to be pretty consistent with this rain and no freezing. So if you want to okay. fertilize today ahead of the rain, probably be a good idea. Which fertilizer? Should I use like citrus fertilizer, or citrus, lawn fertilizer? citrus fertilizer, or lawn fertilizer will work for all those shrubs. I mean, both of them are pretty good. Um, you know, like okay. a, a good twenty-one-seven fourteen lawn fertilizer. If you if you look at one that's got like a lot of iron in it and sulfur, and some of them do, or like Organo Pro Citrus Fertilizer, it's got chelated iron, which is even better with sulfur. Those things really help here in our desert soil. Great, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. You too, Chris. Bye bye. Uh, Phyllis, well, let's see. No, we got we have the right order here. Got to get Todd first. Todd in Queen Creek, you'll be up next, Phyllis. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, Brian. Uh, so I recently purchased a few semi-dwarf fruit trees. Uh, I don't have a lot of room in the backyard, so I was going to put those in pots. Mm-hmm. I was going to use, you know, those half-size wine barrels okay. for my pots. My question is, what kind of media should I use? Just soil, or should I mix some of my native soil in with that to to kind of keep them from drying out so quick. Well, for the long run, Todd, you're, you're well ahead to mix in probably half to two-thirds native soil from your lawn and just blend it together. Okay, then you're going to have to water accordingly because you're not going to drain very fast, but that's going to retain more moisture in your pots and more of your fertilizer. And if you're going to keep them for a long time, that's far superior than just using a light potting soil, which might deteriorate. Okay, and and what would you recommend a watering schedule on something like that? Just check it regularly? You're, you're sure. going to have to check it according to your pot size, your tree size, and your drainage. But, um, you know, I think you're going to find that this time of year, um, after the first, I'd water them real well the two or three times the first week, leach everything out, get them all set up. And then it's probably going to be about once every week to 10 days. Okay. Any other advice for uh, for doing this? Well, an easy an easy way to do it in pots is to use a slow release fertilizer like an Osmocote, and uh, that's nice because you can put it in and it'll last two to three months depending on the time of year. And so that they were constantly getting fertilizer. Make sure that the trunks are protected still. Okay, so that even in even in the containers, the trunks are going to have to be wrapped or protected so they don't sunburn. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Uh, let's see. Next, we got Phyllis, then Kelly, then it could be you. All you have to do is give Xandra a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. For the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, we're here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM. Hello, Phyllis. Um, I have Cape May honeysuckle, and they froze pretty bad. Like the bush was maybe six feet tall, and there's about two feet of green left. Mm-hmm. How far do I have to trim it back? Leave it alone first, okay? And let's see where it pops out with the green. And you may end up having to, you know, to prune it back to that two feet, but probably a lot of the wood is still alive above what uh, has been burnt on the foliage and defoliated. Um, so you can just let it start to bud first and it won't bud for another two weeks or so, depending on the weather, you know, but when it's 70, 75, like it was last week, every day for a week or so, it'll start to bud out. And when it starts to bud and grow, then just prune it back to where it's budded to. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Ellis. Bye-bye. And Kelly, you're our last caller. It's on the line right now. So somebody's going to have to call and follow you up, but how are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? Enjoying the day. It's so pretty here in Sunny Slope. It's beautiful. Um, I just have a question about my yellow bells. Um, They pretty much got destroyed this winter. (laughs) Um, They're pretty much brown from the top to the bottom. So I was just wondering if I just need to leave those alone for a couple weeks as well as my honeysuckle that I just got the answer on. Uh Uh-huh. Or or if I need to... You you know... You can probably you can do either. You can prune them right away if you wanted to, because it doesn't look like we're going to have a freeze. Okay, and it just okay. depends on how much you want to reduce their size. They're not really as temperamental as Cape honeysuckle are, but uh, okay. you know they're going to come back out fine. And um, okay, because they got worse. Uh, they're way worse than my honeysuckles are. Well, it depends on location sometimes, but you know you can leave them, let them butt up, butt out, and then prune them. If you want to keep them close to the size they are, that's what I would do. Uh, or okay. you know, how old are they? Um, just about two years old. Oh, so they're babies. Okay. So the, I, if, they're, yeah. if they're young like that, I would I would let them bud first and then come okay. back and prune them. Okay. And then also on my Wadilia, uh-huh. those got it pretty well too. Uh-huh. So do I just wait on those as well? Yeah, just let them start to, to grow a little bit. Give them another couple of weeks. So when it hits in the 70s, they'll start to grow. And those you can just prune with a weed eater if you want to. Yes, we do that, and it's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> they look really pretty, Shrimp with a Weed Eater. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it, frequently as well. Well, they'll be beautiful yeah. again. Summer, summer, don't worry. It'll be hot. We, we, we know that the warmth is coming. We, we have to really enjoy this moisture, though. We're not enjoying it at our grove this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then on the boxwood beauties, do I cut the top off that was... Burnt. Uh, burnt. Uh-huh. But you, what you want to do okay. on the box of beauties is, is kind of don't prune those just yet either. Okay. And then okay. just reach in there and take out some of those. Li- well, they're young ones. So yours are only two years old. Everything's oh, two they're years only a year. These ones are only a year old. Yeah. Just, just let them start to grow and then just prune off what's burnt. Okay. Perfect. And can I ask one more question? Only if you smile. Oh, I'm smiling. Okay. <laughs> I have a... Um, the plum tree that had some pretty big bubbles of sap at the bottom and um, they turned black and hard. Uh Am I going to lose that tree? Um, Probably not. Was it, was a fruiting plum tree? No. A purple leaf plum? 
Yes. Okay. Um, it was probably attacked by boars. Okay. And we, because we had a terrible summer last summer, the tree was weak and it was young and it didn't have a way to defend itself. And the boars okay. go in and they kind of cut the, around the cambium layer. So we don't know how much damage that they did. Okay, and they may still be in there. But the the sap that was coming out was the tree trying to defend itself and drown the boars in sap. Um, so, I, you know, I, th- I think what you're really going to do, Margaret, just wait and see if it flowers out this spring. And it should flower in about two or three weeks and then start to leaf back out. Does it have any foliage now? Um, it's got a little bit left okay. from these winds well, and stuff. But. Okay. Well, that's okay. I mean, it should, this is the time of year when they do go bare, and especially because we've had some cold weather. So yeah. I would, I would fertilize it and, um, just see what happens to it. Um, you could use a systemic fertilizer on it this year so we don't have more problems with boars and that wouldn't okay. be a bad idea, but I would wait until after it flowered to do that because there's some thoughts with the flowers and the bees and the, and the systemic insecticide, they might cause problems for the bees. So wait till after it flowers. And then you could fertilize it with a systemic insecticide and, uh, and, with, and uh, it should pop back out. But you'll know in three or four weeks, it should start to bud. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking my call and making me feel better. <laughs> have a nice day, Kelly. Bye-bye. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We do have one line still left available. A number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Have a nice cloudy day, and then we have some rain coming up. 
Well, I'll tell you what, it feels pretty nice around Whitfield Nursery. If you're ready to plant some trees, come out and see us. We'll do the digging. From 15 gallons to big 72-inch box, we grow thousands of trees and palms right here in Arizona. We deliver a plant and guarantee. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. No jobs too big, none's too small. If you need 30-foot dates for your development, give us a call. If you're looking for a lemon tree for mom, come out and see us, and we'll load one up. Beautiful flowers and color, and uh, great time to plant here with the rain. Our original store is at 824 East Glen. Avenue. We're in the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or 264070 Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south to Sky Harbor Airport. Woodfield Nursery for four generations growing trees here in the valley and around the state for Arizona's future. Uh, back to the phones. Let's see, we got to get the right order. So we've got Tom and Scottsdale. Good morning, Thomas. Uh, good morning, Brian. God must have we did pretty good this year because he's going to give us a beautiful spring, man. It's oh, it's going to be an unbelievable year in the desert. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know if, uh, I'm not sure if a uh, avocado is a fruit tree, but um, will that grow uh, around here? There are some avocados around town, Tom. There's more now because thousands have been trying. They're not easy. You know, it's not like growing a citrus tree here. It's not even as easy as a mango. But, um, you know, there are some avocados. And in the right location, little afternoon shade, good airflow, um, there are some. Okay. All right. I'm going to give it a try. All right. Be a bold you farmer. Got any? You got any? Well, we're going to have a lot of men in about two weeks. We're, we're gonna, we've got a crop up okay. coming in. Well, that'll be a good time to start. Yeah. All righty. Thank you, Thomas. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Margaret in Sun Lakes. Good morning, Margaret. Oops, I got to get the right button. Hello, Margaret. Margaret. Earth to Margaret. Come in, Margaret. Let's see. Margaret, are you there? Uh-oh, what's, what are we doing here? I'm pushing wrong buttons. Margaret, I'm going to put you back on hold, and I'm going to go to Lucy, and I'll figure out the Margaret buttons. Hi, Lucy. <laughs> Good morning. I spoke with you yesterday and sent you a picture of my olive tree. Uh -huh. Have you have a chance to look at it? I did. You know, I'm going to put you on hold is. one second here. I got to get this. Oops. Yeah, I thought I did. Okay. Okay, Lucy. Yes, I did. And it looks like to me it's uh, it's got a narrower leaf than what I would like for you to have, which would have been a Swan Hill olive. And uh, it could be a Wilson eye. It could be also, it could be a... Um, a mission, so it might have a lot of fruit, Margaret. So, oh, no. I mean, Lucy. Oh no! Well, give me a call after so, the show, and we'll figure it out. I told you, you know, I talked to you yesterday. So, call me back. You got yeah. my cell number, and we'll figure it out. Okay. okay. Well, let me ask you. I was going to spray my Bermuda. I got the lawn spray, and I was going to spray my Bermuda grass green. Mm -hmm. But I, with the rain and what have you, I'm having a lot of green. Um, should I just wait now that it's going to be warm and a lot of rain? Is the Bermuda grass going to come back earlier? Oh, absolutely. I, I would say that by the end of February, your lawn will be green. So there's no reason to paint it now. And typically when we paint a lawns and we have a freeze early, like after, you know, right after Thanksgiving or something. But, um, okay. but this time of year, you know, with all the rain and everything, uh, not going to be out playing in it as much. And by the time the rain stop, you know, we've leached all the salts out. It's going to be really happy and green right up. In fact, you might even just go ahead and fertilize it right now. 
And um, okay. if you'd like a 21714 lawn fertilizer, let the rain take it in this week. And I think it'll be green in three or four weeks. Uh, should I use uh, weed and feed or just, uh, I mean, I uh, did uh, pre-emergent and I have a few weed, I mean, like six or seven weeds, nothing. Did I, do I need to do the pre-emergent again or no? Um, when did you put the pre-emergent, like in September? Uh, probably closer to October, November. Okay. Uh, so that. You know, you shouldn't shouldn't have to do it again now. The other, did you have many weeds last season, last year, last Oh winter? God, yes. Okay, I didn't do it. Well, it th- was okay. Horrible. Well, th- th- then go ahead. You could put another pre-emergent down today before it rains. Would be perfect. Okay, because okay. you had enough rain to take it in the ground and fertilize it. Okay. You could do both okay, those perfect. things together at the same time. Now, you would also probably want to spot spray any of the weeds that you have up. You know, so. Oh, I've pulled them. Okay. Well, if you pulled them, you've done fine. So if you pulled the manual host of the weeds, okay, and then uh, then go ahead and fertilize and put a pre-emergent down, then you should be set for spring. This rain is going to be perfect to activate your pre-emergent and the fertilizer going. And I think you'll start to get some green Bermuda grass here. As soon as the weather hits 75, you'll start to get green Bermuda grass. Well, I already have some, but yeah, I mean, but not, it, it, you know, it, it, just a little, yeah. Yeah, but it'll really green up as it warms up. And, okay, um, perfect. and I'll, I'll call you after the program. We could talk about if you want us to replace that olive tree or whatever you want to do. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Thank Lucy. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have uh, Paula in Phoenix. Hi, Paula. Hi, Brian. Hello. Love your show. Hi. Uh, can you hear me? Very clearly. Okay, good. Um, so I have what I think is the world's best orange tree in my front yard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's it's probably 40 or 50 years old, and I take really good care of it. So the oranges are easy to peel, very sweet, hardly any seeds, and um, and I get plenty of oranges. But it's taken me a while to learn how to do that with the fertilizing and all that stuff. But my uh, my son and daughter-in-law, they want an orange tree, uh-huh. but they want it to come from my tree. Okay. So I was thinking that, and I don't think they want to plant it right away because they have a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Uh-huh. So maybe having a thorny tree in their backyard might not be the best thing. Well, Paula, what so you could do is you you could, would... you could buy a sour orange tree, okay? And we have okay. some smaller ones. You could buy a sour orange tree. You can graft it from your tree, okay, and make a clone okay. of your tree so they can have your exact yeah. tree. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I just wanted to run it past you. To- no, it's, it's, it's plenty doable. Um, you know, you can, you can grow it in a container for a while and plant it in the ground, or you can just go plant it in the ground. I mean, they're really not going to be the, you know, the navel orange, which probably is what yours is, or it could be an Arizona sweet or something. But at any rate, those really it's aren't that. Yes, it's a navel. Now, you could buy a parent yes. navel, too. And I've got some caracara navels, which are really good, that are kind of red inside, ripen a little earlier than yours, so you could share fruit that are on sour orange rootstock. Okay. But the key is knowing what the rootstock is that you're growing it on for the quality of the tree. So it wants to be on a sour orange. So how do you spell that, cara navel? C-A-R-A, C-A-R-A, cara, cara. Okay. Okay. 
And then, so I was thinking I would maybe keep it at my house for okay, a while. I'm going to put you on hold, Paula, because we're going to run out of time, and I'll give you a little information off the air after we have to take a hard break here in the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Margaret, you'll be up first next hour. Then Scott will be right back with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. And in the meantime, we do have uh, three lines open. You can give uh, Shira a call at 602-277-5827. We're here with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 Kef- Kef- FM KTAR. Hope you're enjoying your morning, folks, and it's a beautiful day. And uh, so give Shira a call. We could talk about what it is you want to grow, water, plant, fertilizer, kill. If you're doing something different, unique at home, if you have a different style, if you have a question, a suggestion, or just an idea, give us a call for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We'll be right back after the news.